0: Hi, this is Vernon Kay taking you behind the scenes with your favourite players in the England Rugby Podcast, with all two inside line. Today we're back at the England training camp deep in Surrey, and I'm happy to say we're joined by...
1: Oh, I was completely out of my depth, and there were so many more social dynamics that I didn't really understand, and didn't really understand the social norms, what they did here, and um, I remember my first maths class, and I was just shaking. I was just so out of my comfort zone. Really? Yeah.
0: England prop Alec Hepburn sits down with me for a bit of a chat. We take the three track challenge with Red Rose's Rachel Burford.
2: It used to be that film, Here Come. <laughs> yeah, we will stop there. But we changed that to Here Come the Medway Girls, and we made oh. like this whole song that, like, literally every verse, every chorus.
0: And Vicky Fleetwood has
3: a go too.
2: When we we're in the swimming pool doing our full recovery after winning the game
3: against New Zealand, just singing it and everyone just being really Larry.
0: Great pleasure to welcome uh, Alex Hepburn, everyone. Yeah. Alex, this is the first time we've met. Hold on, hold on, Alex. Sorry, I made the mistake that many people do. We, we won't no, edit this. We won't edit this because I made fine. a genuine we mistake. We can we
1: can actually address a few of these things right right now. Yeah, because you're not no, the first. No, I'm not
0: the first, and I, I've no I mean, doubt, Alex, that I, I won't be the last.
1: Because I th- I almost thought you must have been prompted on
0: that. Well, we did, did anyone discuss say it. That? We we did discuss it. Sense. Yeah. Did anyone we mention anything yeah. about this? Yeah. Uh, it annoys <laughs> you, right? When people call you Alex, does
1: it annoy me? I'd say it's a self-fulfilling prophecy now. So, what wasn't true is true. Right. Because okay. the autonomous agents have sort of changed. <laughs> so, it, it takes more effort to correct people. So, I'm almost.
0: But tell you're not the out. kind of person that would let it fly, though, obviously, because you pulled me up on it. One or two people in the past
1: can, uh, can vouch for that. Right. Nice. Um, <laughs> I've given it to one or two, but, you know, I, I pick and choose my battles.
0: Uh, but let's talk about you growing up because you grew up in Perth, Australia.
1: Yeah, oh I actually grew up in the country i was I was born in Perth but right. we swiftly moved um 600 K south to a little coastal village called hopetown oh well village is what you say over here but yeah. a little town called hopetown
0: no I'm going to um uh, embarrassingly stereotype okay
1: not yourself off.
0: was it anything like ramsey street
1: growing up no we, we we actually had the bush on the other side of our house we i actually found a very um Very hard to find streets in Hopetown that had houses either side.
0: Okay, so now I'm stereotyping to Crocodile Dundee. um, Not quite
1: rural, not that quite. Not that rural. All
0: right, so there's a fine balance. Yeah, somewhere in the middle of that. All right, okay. And and what's your fondest memory of growing up in Hopetown? I
1: think the sort of limitless freedom we had. The only real rule, Mama would say, is be home before dark, which was... uh, borderline a lot of times (laughs) we could do anything because we had like motorbikes and we could go to the beach all the boys would always be making cubby houses in the bush and trying to catch and kill things which would never happen but we'd sharpen our sticks and stuff like that so
0: uh, a cubby house i'm assuming is a den
1: yeah i mean they're obviously universal terms aren't they yeah (laughs) a den yeah we could go for den all right (laughs) we'd be out there for you know many days consecutive days of hard work for this imaginary enemy that will never show itself.
0: Oh, you see, that's like many, many a person's childhood, especially mine. I can relate to that because I grew up in very similar surroundings, but I would imagine it was a lot colder on the West Pennine Moors in Bolton than it was at Hopetown mm. where you grew up, where you just had that unlimited freedom to yeah. do what you want and just go and find yourself really. As a kid, find out what you're good at. Is it sharpening sticks? Is it making <laughs> a kite out of a bin bag? You know what I mean? That kind of stuff.
1: Did you excel in that?
0: I excelled in den making, especially in the ferns. I was pretty good at uh, hide and seek. Oh, yeah? Yeah, really good.
1: Do divulge a little bit. Well, I
0: have, I have this ridiculous hidden talent of staying silent. Bit bizarre yeah believe it or not I could put my body in strange like situations and, yeah. and little dens where you know I can bring my knees right up close and, <laughs> and, and get in the dark I'm good I think I'd be good at the SAS if I had the mental stamina of, of eating uh cockroaches and and horrible insects but that's not not really me yeah. uh, but anyway back to you so happy times <laughs> growing up in Hope Town, then yeah very happy times yeah yeah that sort of
1: childhood I couldn't think of anything better not only that you know the The sort of the beach, outdoors, that was all a little part of it. A country, WA is very heavy on sport, so we're very big into basketball, Aussie rules. We even played netball for a bit. So there's big sporting, I guess you say, culture. These small towns need things to do and stuff like that. So very fortunate that for a small town that we had a lot going for it.
0: And is that stereotypical of Australia? Is sport a key uh, elements in a young person's development.
1: I think so. I, I found a big difference, especially coming over here early on, because came over here when I was thirteen. Mm. In Australia, like lunch times were just, you know, we'd be playing cricket, Aussie rules, we'd be playing football, we'd be playing everything, basketball. And I came over here in lunchtime, everyone's sitting down, and I'm thinking, what are you doing? Mm. Like this is the only time where we get to play sport.
0: Yeah, because when you look at the Aussies as a whole. It, we stereotype again, and we think, "Oh my gosh, all they do is play sports. Yeah. They love sport. They love going out. They love outdoor activities." Pretty
1: activity. accurate stereotype, I'd say. Yeah.
0: yeah, but so when you came over here, was it a difficult transition uh, for a young thirteen-year-old, Alec?
1: I found the social side a lot more difficult. I never experienced anything like it. My school in Australia had the same amount as people in my year in the UK, so I, I was completely out of my depth, and there was so many more social dynamics that I didn't really understand and. Didn't really understand the social norms, what they did here, and um, I remember my first maths class, I was just shaken. I was just so out of my comfort zone. Really,
0: was it you excelling at sport that kind of brought the ice? Where other lads would go, oh, he's all right, and the girls would go, ooh, this this exotic Australian fellow has joined our school.
1: I did, I did toe the line a little bit because my um, my uncle and my, my dad and stuff like that would always say because they came back and forth, and they're like, you know, you have to feed them the line that you know, because everyone asks, they ask very what would seem stupid questions. They'll say, you know, like, oh, what's this, what's that? And I'll say, oh, yeah, you know, the, the mailman would be on the kangaroo, you know, and delivering, and they put the letters in the pouch and stuff like that. People fall for that hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> but then um, I, think, I think eventually we, we got around a sport because playing rounders, I was like it's some sort of amateur softball, isn't it? Mm. I think that's where I started and learned to play rugby as well. And I don't know, you slowly work your way in, don't you? Yeah. I was, I was just a bit quiet until you get pulled in. I tell you what, I hated the start of school because there'd always be like 15 minutes of people like in their huddles <laughs> walking back and forth across the courtyard just like acting like I had something to do walking with purpose <laughs> don't talk to him, he's obviously off somewhere in a hurry
0: so. Hi, this is Mario Tojo and you're listening to the England Rugby Podcast with O2 Inside Night More from Alec Hepburn shortly, but now it's time for the Three Tracks Challenge with Rachel Burford as told to Rosie's teammate Vicky Fleetwood.
2: We'll start with Fleetwood Mac, as we're joined by Fleetwood already. (laughs) This was a song that just reminds me of my childhood, like being around my mum and dad, like in the car. Um, My mum's Polish, so when we was in um, Poland, like this song would be one of the ones that was always like blaring out. And I still love it to this day, so it's like a real big classic.
3: Yeah, I was going to say, what,
2: what track is it? Oh, I love that song. <laughs>
3: yeah. It's a real Proper feel-good yeah. one, yeah.
2: Love, love the start, yeah. Next song I've got is um, Wonderwall, which is what I sung on my first ever cap when I was mm, 20, in front of a lot of senior players. Common um, rugby favourite. Well... Actually, my idol at the time, Johnny Wilkinson, growing up, I read his book and actually that was his first cover song as well. I didn't know, obviously, And people before. are always going to join in with that one as well. Yeah, like, that everyone knows the what, words. So. That's what I was going for, I was thinking, and I even said good that choice. I was like, right, you've all got to join in with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they did bless them, so it was it was a good memory to have. Another rugby, like, attachment. When, when I was growing up playing um, girls rugby at Medway Rugby Club, um, our coaches and staff made a song for us so you know like um, the Men in Black the film and it used to be that film Here Come <laughs> yeah we'll stop there but we changed that to Here Come the Medway Girls and we made like this whole song that like literally every verse every chorus so that'd be like on the bus on the way back from um, games or yeah um, yeah, on the way to two games, we'd always be singing that one, Here Come the Medplay Girls. So I mean, if you ever hear
3: it now, you don't actually know what the real words are. You just sing Medplay yeah, Girls. Yeah, yeah, it always
2: comes back into mind. So it's like real fond memories that take me back to, you know, some of the best times and um, growing up playing rugby.
0: Thanks, Rachel. Back now to my chat with Alec Hepburn. Are you an all-in full English kind of guy? One well, the times,
1: right there. Right, OK.
0: Good. Well, you know, you got. You, we have to find out what kind of character you are. Uh, because we. You was your man's breakfast to find them? Well, it depends what you define as a man's breakfast these days because there's a lot of smashed avocado going around. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I just... It, is Avocado, is it a fruit or is it a vegetable? But I would imagine that these are the kind of conversations that you have with Harry Williams, your flatmate.
1: I wouldn't even say flatmate. is actually the uh, landlord. Oh, is he? Yeah. Is he the gaffer? Yeah, he is. Runs a tight ship, you know. It doesn't surprise me.
0: It doesn't surprise yeah. me. What What are his three real get-ups when you're... It is
1: with... 100% cleanliness, which we I actually don't think were too bad... He sort of got the backyard redone and all these things. And he was saying, oh, yeah, we're going to have a big party to break it in, break it in, and all the rest of it. He had a few people over for a few beers and he's walking around with a black bin bag. <laughs> <laughs> picking up the bottle caps and stuff like that. No one likes footprints yeah. on their new carpet. Yeah. And he has got new carpet as well. So, yeah, um, that'll be the number one thing. And then we actually had a bit of a row the other day about taking out the bins because he was falsely accusing that me and Jim Freeman are pulling our weight. And I said to him, I was like, look, mate, you know, it's obviously you feeling the need to justify your work. You know, we're just go-getters that go behind the scenes, under the radar.
0: <laughs> Do you talk a lot of rugby when you're in the house together?
1: A little bit inevitable, but it might just be a tiny bit of the day-to-day happenings, like mm. what happened at training or what happened here and there. But we normally steer clear quite a bit. As you know, Harry's, you know, he's, got, he's multifaceted really, isn't he?
0: That's a very polite way of putting that. Yeah. He is very multifaceted. He's a good character, and you can tell that everything's very well thought out. Yeah. Before he even opens his mouth, you know, he, he took a lot of time to compose himself, a lot of time to think of the question and deliver a very articulate answer. Which I sort I of questions we were throwing out of? Oh, we, we, we were doing Pythagoras theorem. Uh, we were doing the theory of relativity. Oh yeah. We went right in, and then when it came down to the offside rule, he didn't have a clue. <laughs> I'm lying. A lovely guy. Very uh, lovely. But what he did say was that he's into deep house mild techno yeah. is that your liking as well yeah we do share that like do you yeah genuinely
1: yeah all right okay there's been a time where he's proclaimed that he, he can obviously spin some discs and stuff like that right and he had the opportunity because we used to live <laughs> at sam hill's house Oh, okay and he actually got up on the decks and it was shocking he <laughs> was but obviously he claimed that he um he needed his you know he, he needs vinyls i actually knew hazard as we were saying about that was uh back at wasp because me and him and the academy together but i never really knew him and he didn't really know me and so when he came to chiefs you, you see the way he dresses and for those that don't know he, he's he's like johnny cash man in black he came in fully black for our uh, our trip away and we're going to i think we're going to benador and he's in full black gear and i was like they've taken the guy out of the city here but the city's stayed in him and I was, How can you
0: wear I, all black in Benedict? I
1: was the one who was supposed to know him. So people were like, oh, what's he like? <laughs> I, like I think I was like, yeah, I think he's all right. I think he's all right. Because it took him a while as well. Like, he, he's a little bit introverted in, until he's, you know, comfortable enough to come out. Absolutely solid. Uh, let's
0: talk about your love for Aussie rules.
1: We've actually had a few, few coaches and ex-players coming through here. Yeah. I mean, I've been fishing for a contract to see if they want to do some sort of swap deals and all the rest of it, part exchanges. <laughs> right. Not getting any love, to be fair. It, but that's, the, another,
0: that's another tough sport as well, isn't it?
1: Yeah, different reasons. They're, yeah. they're marathon runners these days, aren't they? Yeah. They're clocking about 15 plus K maybe, some of them. Mm, that's mean, hard. I'd like you to do that in a week.
0: Another thing I wanted to discuss is, is your, your car. What made you go for an American car? In the UK.
1: My old man first had muscle cars. So this was in Australia. So from a young age, I really liked it. And I think it's always in a bloke's DNA somewhere, isn't it?
0: There's no electronics on it. All analog. All analog. You know, it's a car that you can get under the bonnet of and you can actually put a wrench on it. Yeah. 100%. My my dad's a lorry driver. So I was born with a spanner in my hand. yeah. So it's an engine that you can get in, you can tinker with, you know, you can tune it yourself, yeah. so to speak, instead of having to plug a piece of digital yeah, technology into and it like and do it that way. Yeah, where do you keep it?
1: On the driveway, it's... Uh, is it covered up? Yeah, it is covered Oof. up. I did take some precautions with it. Um, it's been leaking fluid all over hazardous driveway? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, is what it, is it? Is it leaking oil or is it...
1: Transmission fluid. Is it transmission yeah, oil? Yeah, yeah, nice. So that's, it leaves like that rainbow stain. No, you know I mean? when it, when he must be pulling rubber. his hair out. Nah, he's fine. He's got a lot of hair to pull out anyway, yeah. so he's fine. Do,
0: do, you go, do you go around town in it together? uh occasionally i don't
1: drive it to training because it takes probably a good five minutes to get going and all the rest of it yeah um and i have to take the cover off yeah any nice day i'll take it around they don't make cars in the same way so like the heating is like called climate control and it's got real nice calligraphy and yeah you know what i mean the lights are, are pull out on the side and yeah hard, the, uh, has it got manual choke beams. no automatic choke right which it makes life easier for me you know, I definitely would not proclaim it to be a mechanic of any sort, but we have got underneath the hood and had to do a few bits. Yeah, it's good. It is, t- good. it is do you good. Keep,
0: do you keep it clean? Is it polished?
1: I don't mind it a bit rat looking, right? You know what I mean. It is sort of probably a little under under the rest of my it's a bit of high maintenance if you want to keep it. Okay. You know, all chromed up and all the rest of it. I I broke my thumb, and um, I was like, Jesus, it's gonna be a bit of a slog, to be fair. Mm. Um, so I was standing down the barrel of like three or four months. I was, like, oh, I'll get someone to take my mind off of it. So I flew up to Scotland on a Friday to pick it up, cash in hand. I was hoping no one would jump me. Um, (laughs) I booked a one-way ticket, so little did the bloke know that. I only had one option. Thankfully, it was pretty good, went all right. So it took me um, 16 hours to drive back.
0: Remember to subscribe to the England Rugby Podcast through Acast or iTunes for all previous episodes, which include interviews with Eddie Jones, Marley Packer, Maro Otoji and many more. We've got another three-track challenge right now. This time, Vicky Fleetwood is in the hot seat talking to Rachel Burford.
3: The first one, it just takes me back to a really cool time. I enjoyed the song anyway, um, as I really liked the band uh, Maroon 5 when I was younger. In 2017, in the, in the summer, we toured New Zealand and we had the song She Will Be Loved. I just remember like really fondly us all singing it and then I remember when we were in the swimming pool doing our pool recovery after winning the game against New Zealand, just singing it and everyone just being really leery. So we had it on, but everyone was just like really screaming it out at the top of their lungs. a few people taking it a bit too far. (laughs) 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 Um, So it's just a really fun memory and I already kind of like the song, so that just kind of sticks with me as like a cool memory. And then another one, just kind of one that I like to chill to, maybe like a car song. Or just something like it's on my chill playlist is Africa by Toto. I've been told that it's kind of been murdered a little bit by another band, but um, I, re- I really like the original. I scene. don't actually know
2: that one. So how does
3: that go? Like genuinely? Like do, 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 do. you know it. You know it, right? No, don't go on. No, you know it. Oh yeah, no,
2: Yeah, you know. Yeah, that quite a, good chilled I quite like a chilled that one,
3: quite chilled one. I want to kind of like flick the switch, a bit of a game mode. As soon as we kind of rock up to the ground, coach pulls in. As I'm getting off, off the bus, I kind of like to listen to more of an upbeat one to kind of get me into game mode, and that's Black Skinhead by Kanye West. And yeah, it's just been like a favourite of mine to, to motivate me just for the last few years, and it's one that I just don't get bored of really. I um, just quite like it. Need something
2: to get you going for a Yeah, year. I've never heard of it either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not quite yeah. in tune with um, kids these days in Kanye West. Mm. It's an old one. How does yes. that one then go? It's not a new one. How does that one go? <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, I you know, do you it? know it. You know yeah. that one. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. I like that one. So you you like, you're, like straight in for that one. You're a bit hesitant on yeah. Africa, but you, you're you you confident on yeah. Kanye West. I oh, know, I like that straight one.
0: Like that one. <laughs> <laughs> nice tunes, Vicky. Now let's get back to my chat with Alec Hepburn. What other hobbies do you have? Living with two other blokes, you, there's always something going on, right?
1: Yeah, there's always something going on. We, we occupy our minds. Me and Hazza coach on a Tuesday, Thursday. So he does Cully, I've got Creddy. They were local rivals. He stitched me up in a warm-up game as well. We were like, we'll put the uh, thirds out first. He claimed his cult team buggered off to... Um, <laughs> One of the festivals down in uh, Cornwall, right? And he basically put his firsts out put against 40, your third. yeah. Put forty points on us in twenty minutes. Wow, that's dirty water. tactics. Did
0: you not pull him up and have a word with him during the game?
1: I couldn't actually look at him afterwards because he cause <laughs> he always had it over me. So for the for the whole year, whenever we were sitting around tables, he was always like, "Oh, you know, we but we thumped you, didn't we?"
0: Who's who's the first person to wake up in the morning in the house? Maybe Freeman. He's a bit of a go-getter. Is tea, coffee
1: readily available? Day you? off is um, eggs, a meat option, a hot drink. Right. And it sort of goes in a rotation. So do you pool I've breakfast? Been, I had a few things going on, actually, so I've, I've been skipping the brekkies. Right. And the dinners, for that matter. They had enough of my stir-fry. <laughs>
0: is that your yeah. go-to? <laughs> yeah. They,
1: I did it for a few, a few weeks, and like, oh, that's good. And then after a few more weeks, <laughs> I keep putting something else on. And
0: because of, we've had a great summer, 2018 yeah. uh, are you the king of the barbecue we don't have a barbecue you want to have a word with your landlord my friend surely yeah. if harry spent so much time doing up the back garden well
1: that's i tell you what there, there was a bit of corrugated um metal put between some uh some cinder <laughs> blocks what, what was apparently a homemade barbecue I, I think he might have paid for it as well bespoke they call that <laughs> hasn't been used <laughs> No, that's legit. Actually, I think I think that was supposed to be a bespoke barbecue. Oh,
0: a bit of corrugated iron in between a yeah. couple of cinder yeah. blocks. Yeah, that's terrible. Talk to us about your first call up and what it was like putting on the shirt for the very first time.
1: went out to Browns and then we um, I think we started with Italy that year, and it was it was amazing. I think the um, the thing what makes it a special occasion is the people that sort of make the extra effort you know so when I ran on the pitch for the first time you had people I remember like Courtney and stuff who be like oh you know let's go and you did feel that the uh, the extra effort elevated it to uh, a special feeling because other oh, than that, that that's nice
0: that those boys recognise that it's your first time so to speak in the gang yeah and they acknowledge like dude come on we know you can play this game to this level let's get stuck in I, I didn't
1: think sort of twice about it in terms of um, going into it I was like oh yeah it's cool you know it's real um you know, honoured to be able to represent your country and stuff like that. But then, sort of feeling after the game when everyone made the extra efforts and, you know, to congratulate you and stuff, I I was like, this really is a special moment, probably more so than I thought until afterwards. Uh,
0: So a handful of England caps now, Alec. uh, How do you see your career kicking on from here now? I mean, I'm I'm not naive.
1: There's, you know, Mako's not here and uh, Ellis is coming back from injury and stuff like that. But does that that not
0: encourage you to... I know you work very hard anyway, but how can you oh, kick well, on? It almost sounded like
1: you <laughs> cut me off as, a, as, as if I was throwing the, the right flag. No, I was just going right. to say, I'm not naive to think that it would be like smooth sailings and stuff. This experience has been very important for different reasons. First time I started a game where you have to deal with different things emotionally not only how you approach a game, but oh, a game of that magnitude, a game of, you know, high stakes and stuff like that. So I think those experiences are invaluable, really. And then I think it's taken back to club rugby. I know I know, probably a lot of people speaking about the basics, but it, it is really about just refining a few things and doing them really well to give yourself the best chance. So mm. I think that's what I'll, I'll take from there. And, and obviously, whatever happens from there um, is out of my hands.
0: Uh, Alec, thank you very much. Thank you. That's thank you been, for having uh, me. Uh, enlightening to say the least really enjoyed that appreciate it cheers pal and there we are the delightful Alec Hepburn that's all for this week on the England Rugby Podcast with O2 Inside Line big thanks to Vicky Fleetwood Rachel Burford and Alec Hepburn make sure you subscribe rate, review wherever you listen to your podcasts and also check out the official England Rugby Social Channels on Facebook Twitter Twitter Instagram and Snapchat without the filters for many, many, many more lovely interviews from the England team. Thanks for listening and we'll see you soon.